understand that this podcast can be psychologically scarring. You should seek the services of a mental health professional. It's harmless phosphorescence. Everyone, this is your host, Throw Smiley, and I'm not dead. I'm just exhausted. Who's joining me this week? Hi, I'm sorry, Josh couldn't be here this week, but uh, I'm his cousin, also named Josh. Uh, I, <laughs> I also thought this was the cousin's dinner. I'm Brian Lesh. <laughs> I'm Alaric Weber, but I call myself Super Batman. And he does. It gets weird. This is Armless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and source material, and we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by our patrons, patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You can be a patron, too. Go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got a lot of bonus content there. We got a bunch of Star Wars shows and a bunch of holiday shows. Uh, some music stuff up there. We do a monthly movie. We just put Basic Instinct up there, our episode on Basic Instinct. Um, it's uh, it's leg-crossingly good. So head on over there. Check it out. <laughs> pa- leg-crossingly good. <laughs> Patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. This week, though, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we're watching The Flash. Tell me something. You can go anywhere. Another timeline. Another universe. So why do you want to stay and fight to save this one? Because this is the world where my mom lives. I'm not going to lose her again. Time has a pattern that it can't help reliving. Different people, different worlds, drawn to each other like magnets. My face, you stole my face. If you were to go into the past, you have no idea what the consequences can be. Bruce, I could fix things. You could also destroy everything. This can't be happening. I completely broke the universe. Sorry. We've been waiting for you. I created a world with no metahumans. And now there's no one to defend us. Want some help? You're, you are. Yeah. I'm Batman. If I can't undo what I did, if I can't get back, There might not be a future.
the plate. Batman, what do we do? We try not to die. It's not Clark. My name is Kara. I, I'm well, Barry. Barry. Barry, what are you doing? Our kids are gonna want to see this. The Flash. Um, it was released on June 16th, 2023, a running time of 144 minutes. It made $370 million. I'm sorry, it cost $370 million. <laughs> it made $268 million. Uh, that sounds right. Now, I have a little bit of a breakdown. I did some research and some math. Usually I just say what things made and then we go to the box office top 10, but I kind of wanted to, to break this down. So um, when a film is released... Because because this this film's considered the biggest one of the biggest uh, film flops of all time, um, and while making two hundred sixty eight million seems pretty good, obviously three hundred seventy million is more. That three hundred seventy million does include the uh, uh, promotional budget, which was humongous on this um, oh, yeah. one hundred seventy million dollars just to promote it. They they really should have won an award for the. Uh trailer though like mm. it's a great it's a great trailer yeah yeah that's a that, great trailer i don't need the movie that's pretty much the whole movie that's one of the few yeah. times i wouldn't complain about that well and let's be clear i mean the flash is the least interesting part of the trailer or the film or the film yeah, yeah. um so all right now this movie um made 268 million now how th- how this works is that in week one, the 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 studio gets eighty percent of all ticket sales, and theater chains get twenty percent. In the second week, this is this is general. This you know may vary by a few points here and there for specifics. But um, right. week two it goes to seventy five twenty five. Week three is sixty forty, and then from there on out it's usually about fifty fifty where theater chains get about 50%. Now, I went and I looked at the worldwide breakdown of this film week by week over the first few weeks, and um, all told, the total losses on this film for Warner Brothers was $191 million. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, want, I wonder if this is one of the reasons why the Batgirl movie got canceled. To help offset the cost mm. of this movie, maybe it's it's honestly shocking that they didn't. I wonder. Like, I mean, they, they there was so much sunk cost into this that they couldn't cancel it like they did Batgirl. Well, and this felt like a weird like pump and dump rug pull kind of thing because you had like who is it Tom Cruise <laughs> and James Gunn. Uh, yeah. Like they're like this is great. This is such a great movie. It's one of the greatest films I've ever seen. And then we see it and we're like. Ooh, dude, gross. Yeah. Well, and here's like here's the thing, is like I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to, but there's a lot of really Same. batshit crazy st- pardon the pun, batshit crazy stuff in here. <laughs> well, it, it just feels unfinished and it's got weird sections that shouldn't exist. It seems. It, but I didn't hate it 
either. I ha- that's yeah. what I meant about complicated. You know, complicated in the sense that I thought I would dislike it more, and I'm confused by how much I did like it. <laughs> I'm confused by how entertaining huge swaths of it were, while other giant chunks right. are just boggling, mind-bogglingly terrible. <laughs> yeah, I skipped through the beginning. You know, because uh, I've seen it f- probably four times now. Like, uh, I don't want to see the beginning ever again. <laughs> yeah, the, it, they chose a weird way to start this movie. Oh, the they thing- chose a very DC Warner Brothers way to start the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, so much so that they're like, we don't know what else to do except have Batman in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so I mean, let's just go ahead. Let's get to the box office top ten game, guys. <laughs> this is the game Ooh, yeah. where I two I'm, months ago or three. I'm sorry. Yeah, where I'm going to describe the top ten movies of the week of June sixteenth, twenty twenty three. And fellas, you try to guess the movie I'm describing at number ten for the week. <laughs> Nora and Hai Sung, two deeply connected childhood friends, are wrested apart after Nora's family immigrates from South Korea. Twenty years later, they're reunited for one fateful week as they confront notions of love and destiny. Love and destiny. This is the first time I'm hearing about this movie. It looks like it might be pretty good, honestly. Um, uh, Super generic name. It's called Past Lives. Oh, all right. Um, that is a title. Yeah, Joan of Arc over here. Yeah. <laughs> over here. <laughs> this guy all of a sudden. Uh, at number nine this week, <laughs> Dom and his family are targeted by the vengeful son, son of drug kingpin Hernan Reyes. <laughs> Dom. Oh, you know Dom. The Furious number yes. nine. Ten. Ten. Number 10. Fast 10. Fast 10, your seatbelt. Fast 10, your seatbelt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Fast 10, which another disappointing uh, box office run. Yeah. Uh, honestly, that, that like makes me wonder if this movie got extra hurt from like market conditions around that point. You know? I think it's so. Th- this year, 2023, is the first year in 20 years that the top three movies are not, not a single one of them are a sequel. That's great. I love that. Since 2003. That's the last time it happened. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, Very interesting. I hope this, this, this is kind of a weirdly weird watershed year for Hollywood. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to big budget movies going forward. Oh, yeah. Just more sequels from the movies that did well. Right, they never learned their lesson ever, ever. Oh God! All right, at number what are we on? Number eight this week. Yeah, number eight this week. Um, still reeling from the tragic death of their mother, a teenage girl and her younger sister find themselves plagued by a sadistic presence in their house and struggled to get their grieving father to pay attention before it's too late. Uh, the uh, the tag can you hear me? <laughs> the tagline is it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. This is uh this is a Stephen King adaptation. 
Oh, the boogeyman? The boogeyman! <laughs> Which is also know. a disco movie. <laughs> the boogeyman. <laughs> boogie woogie. Um, yeah. At number seven. <laughs> Still reeling from the loss. <laughs> Wait, do those both have the same first, like, four yes. words? Yes. Yeah. In a world. <laughs> Still reeling from the loss of his girlfriend. A man rallies his friends <laughs> to help one of their group. Uh, help me uh, unbury my girlfriend. <laughs> to help don't, my... <laughs> don't tell mom my girlfriend. This is, a, I don't know. this is a film we have discussed at length recently. Uh, what? Oh, you're, you're doing that thing you did. Is it Indy, Indiana Jones? No, no, no. Hey. That was his wife, not his girlfriend. Pretty, oh. pretty, very recently, actually, we've talked about this at great length. Oh, Guardians Three. Guardians Three. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. Um, opening this week at number six. Seven. Oh, this movie. Seven friends go away for the weekend, and end up trapped in a cabin with a killer who has a vendetta. Will their street smarts and knowledge of horror movies help them stay alive? Probably not. <laughs> a group of this friends. This is a movie I, I, I kept meaning to watch, and I need to actually get around to it because it looks pretty I good. But this I, is called... I, yeah, didn't, I, I haven't heard much about its... Oh, wow, this was a huge hit. No, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I saw 462,000 and thought that was 462 million. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. But no, no, no. It, it was not a huge hit. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Wow. It's a, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, a meta comedy. horror comedy, kind of like Scream, yeah. but with a particular yeah. twist. Uh, mm. It's called the Blackening. Uh it's their tagline was "We can't yes. all die first, which. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's a it's an all African American cast, so you know. Um, at number five this week, a young girl makes a deal with a witch to trade <laughs> her voice for legs. Oh, Ariel, yeah, <laughs> it's a voice mermaid. for legs. That's a conversion. <laughs> have Have you guys seen this, The Little Mermaid? No. Uh, no. I'm, I'm gonna I take have, a look at it. It's I on have, Disney now. I have not seen a single live-action Disney remake. Neither have I. Oh. That, that might be on the list, though. That oh. might be an interesting thing to do and just, like, because I have very little interest in it. But, like, Beauty and the Beast, that makes me laugh so hard that they made the a Jungle Book was. I heard the Jungle Book was cute. I heard that was good because it was less a remake of the, 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 the animated the, film the, and more just, like, a retelling of the Rudyard Kipling story. And it's... Um, uh, John Favreau, and he also did The Lion King, which eh, yeah. is, is not bad comparative. Live action Lion King. There is not a single piece of live action footage in that movie. <laughs> there isn't in any of them. Um, I mean, at yeah. least the others have human actors in them, but The Lion King had right. nothing. Those were real animals, sir. Very talented. Talk. <laughs> very talented. That animals. lion studied. 
<laughs> John Favreau and Beyonce did that themselves. They trained Speaking all of, of those animals. Speaking of studying, where did Scar get his accent? Did he study abroad? Do you think? <laughs> Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as a British lion, um, <laughs> like Aslan. Oh. Who wait? Who plays Scar in the, the, the remake? The live action. Damn it! You got yeah. me. I, I'm the not CG sure. One. Yeah, uh, I mean Jeremy Irons, obviously the original. I don't know in the remake. Did, did they just get Jeremy? Uh, wait, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy again? Irons again. Boom. Maybe. I don't uh, know. No, I don't. I think they've found somebody else. We found a way to bring it back. We could Google it, but we're not gonna. Um, we're not gonna. <laughs> um, it was a black actor. Oh. A black actor. Who's been prominent these <laughs> days. Um, that was Scar? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, now I am gonna Google uh, uh, I think he was in... Uh, 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 Black Panther or something like that. I don't know. He's, he's, I believe he's been in one of the Marvel movies we've watched recently. All right. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. <laughs> Let's see. Um, sorry, I'm so sorry oh, I asked. Oh, oh, it was... Oh Hi, what happened? You're going to make me say his fucking name. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Oh, um, what's his name? Mordo. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. At number four this week. During the 90s. <laughs> yeah, yes. This will start that way. <laughs> yes, during the Still 90s. Still reeling from the loss of the 90s. <laughs> oh, Still Al, reeling. Al, we That's all us. are. We yeah. all are. Um, Still reeling. Uh, Bass Fisher, the movie. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of simulator games recently. <laughs> my yeah. my favorite has to be Bee Simulator. Wait, are you really? the bee? You yeah. play as the bee? You're Is a first bee. person. You're individual bee person. first person. You're the bee. You collect pollen and then return it to your hive. That's the entire game. It's huh. amazing. Uh, okay. Shoot me a link. Yeah. That sounds great. I'm into that. That does sound nice. Yeah. Um, uh, during the 90s, a new faction of these particular sort of people we're talking about joined the ones we know about already in a battle for Earth. Transformers? Rise of the Beasts. Of the Beasts. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, At... Oh my god, we still got three to go. At number three, this week. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to retire this game pretty soon. We're almost caught up. There's no more movies coming. Out. Yeah, like yeah, what's happening right now? Uh, uh, at number three this week, our hero is catapulted across a multiverse where he encounters a team of super people and has to handle a threat. This. The Flash? Nope. Um, um, is it is Doctor Strange still? No, no, no. Or? That's a year and some change old. Uh, 
Yeah, that was the first. Oh, uh, across the Spider-Man? Spider-Man oh, across there, the Spider-Verse. There, there, yes. <laughs> wait, wait. You're telling. When did that open? Like two weeks earlier. Hmm. Yeah, June. Yeah. I'm bummed that it fell off that quickly. So it was good. Oh, it did re- very well. Oh, it was I great. Mean, it did like. I mean, it, it did like $500 million internationally. It, it's fine. Yeah. yeah oh, I yeah. Love yeah, it. yeah. Right. Opening this week at number two. This film follows Ember and Wade, where a group, where, where, where a diverse set. Oh, oh. Elementals? Elemental, yeah. Um, another one that was initially did terrible and then ended up having some legs and doing all right. Huh. Um, yeah, 480 total at the end, which is not a bomb at all for a oh. Pixar film. Um, and opening at number one, Barry Allen uses his super speed to change the past. The flush. <laughs> uh, the fish, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Flourish. The flash opens at number one. It does not stay there. A w- so okay so week one the first week this does 72 million dollars um, in the US week two it does 21 million oh. that that first week is like the core comic book people who don't care about anything besides comic book movies I would assume absolutely but still pretty small That's, 70 yeah. yeah week yeah. three it does 8 million Oh, wow. So, like, even the lamest of comic book movies, by the third week, people who were very skeptical have gone to see it. Week four. Eight million. Week four, three million. Wow. Warner Brothers is going to, like, send some of these actors a bill. Yeah. Yeah. Charge Uh, them. uh, Almost 200 million in straight losses. Yeah. Wow. Woo. Um, this this is why Aquaman is getting. They're not talking about. We don't talk about Aquaman like like Bruno. <laughs> no Aquaman in this house. Aquaman two is still coming. The last DCEU movie. We'll we'll talk oh, about man. it if it ever gets released. Sure, we will. When I'll sure. watch it. It's got Tamara Morrison in it. Yeah. Well, well, this movie had Tamara Morrison in it. I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man of his word. Uh, so that is it for the box office top 10. That brings us to the character and comic book background. Professor, will you please talk, if you will, about these characters? Um. So, yes, legitimately, we have spoken about all of these characters before. Um, Flash, Batman, Zod, Supergirl. Um, who Pride, else? Sloth. <laughs> One, um, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, we saw her. Aquaman, yeah, we saw yeah, yeah. Him. Uh, Superman, we saw the back of his head. Um, uh, briefly, the as he the was crime fighting his kid, as he was Falcone's fighting a volcano. Son. Oh, Falcone's son technically was in this, right? Car- Car- yeah. Zor-El. yeah. Um, Zod Squad. 
Um, we never really talked about Iris West. <laughs> because oh, I'm saying, Barrett. who is that? Well, no, she's Barrett. She's Barry's woman, right? In uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, she's she a reporter, would... even in. So, sorry. No. <laughs> uh, no worries. Um, she would become uh, Barry's wife, uh, Iris West Allen. Um, she was uh, real quick. Let's. Uh, a refresher on the Flash uh, first appeared in Flash Comics number one, January of 1940, from All American Comics. Um, created by Gardner Fox. Awesome. Um, and let's see. That sounds like a so back, in the Willows character. Yeah, it does. Um, back then it was, uh, the golden age flash was Jay Garrick. Um, and he had that, that wicked cool helmet. Yeah. We the, briefly saw him. Yes, yeah, we did. We did. In this. Yeah. But yeah, the, the mercury type image they use on the, what's the flower company? Oh, FTD. F- yeah. And, uh, Jay Garrick flash was a charter member of the justice society of America the first comic superhero team um after the big fall off on superheroes um and dc successfully revived the superhero genre in 1956 uh, flash was the first classic character they re-envisioned in showcase number four october of 1956 silver age flash was created by robert kaniger uh, John Broom and Carmine Infantino. Oh, I know Carmine. He's been around a while. Uh, and Barry Allen Flash was a police scientist who gained super speed uh, after he was bathed in chemicals <laughs> after a chemical shelf was struck by lightning. So, <laughs> you know, that's how and- that's done. Yeah. It's better than falling in a tank of eels. <laughs> yeah. Gotta watch where no, you exactly. fall, man. Exactly. Um, Barry Allen stories introduced the concept of the multiverse to uh, comics, to DC comics. Um, with Allen and Garrick, the two versions of The Flash existing on parallel Earths. I mean, they were the first to do the multiverse concept sort of in general, right? Yeah. Before Marvel even dipped its toe in that. I think maybe what ifs, though? I think what ifs might have existed around that time. Maybe. I don't recall how far back the, the what ifs started. Been making them for, yeah, for quite a while. Yeah. I mean, as far as calling it something. Yeah. Yeah. That's different. You're right. Um. So Iris West, she first appeared in Oh, the same, the same issue, showcase number four as uh, Barry Allen uh, in October of 56. So also created by Robert Kaniger and Carmine Infantino. Literally been paired with him from the very beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Iris West works as a reporter for Picture News in Central City. Um, fiance of Barry Allen. I think even before he became the Flash, uh, as she often chides Barry for his frequently being late due to his repeatedly being lost in thought at work 
as a forensic scientist. Oh, Barry. Hurry up, Barry. (laughs) A tendency which continues even after he becomes a high-speed superhero. I think that that's cool that that they kind of like hung a hat on that multiple times throughout the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. That's true. It's a fun little work. Um, When Iris and Barry marry... Iris learns that not only is Barry the city's heroic speedster, but her nephew, Wally West, is Kid Flash. Um, She is not told by Barry, but discovers her husband's secret on their wedding night when Barry talks in his sleep. (laughs) I was going to say, when (laughs) Barry is real fast. (laughs) Yeah, when he consummates their marriage. Wait one second. She doesn't reveal this knowledge to him until their first wedding anniversary. A year later. Yeah. So, keeping that's her secret gangster. that she knows his secret. That's, that's very well, Lois Lane of her, you know? First uh, first year anniversary is metahuman, right? And then, and then wood. <laughs> no, or just handing over your blackmail. <laughs> yeah, that's the first one. Paper. Yeah. Paper. Um, during this time, the couple discovers that Iris was born in the 30th century. Uh um like, and is in fact a metahuman <laughs> anyway um she dies at some point but that doesn't <laughs> stick what? um i let's see Sadness. Um, yeah. she just being old eventually it finally caught up to her oh uh it was she was oh, killed wait. by she was she killed by zoom Zoom or Professor Zoom, uh, another speedster who <gasps> vibrated well, his hand into her head. Isn't that Tim Allen? Professor Zoom. <laughs> we're, uh, um, we're on Zoom right now. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, guys. Iris West died for this. <laughs> she died on um, Zoom. And there was some complicated time thing involved with her coming back to life. Yeah, there always is. Right. It's a comic yeah, book. Comic yeah. Paradox. yeah. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, that's all I got. She was not in this movie a ton. No, it um, seemed like her part was going to be bigger, and then it wasn't. Well, we haven't talked much about multiple flashes. That's an interesting thing. This it, is not a named alternate flash, but this is a parallel flash. Yeah, well, yeah. and this is loosely, very loosely based on Flashpoint. Yeah. Yes. And um, then there's that dark flash that, you know, is technically the Barry we meet, but he becomes this, like, yeah, It's kind of, of like Zoom. And kind of like having yellow flash or whatever that other guy's name is. Yeah, he made flash. his. Uh, yeah, he made sort of a yellow flash costume ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought in the trailer, like the way they shot it, it looked for a minute like he was he was yellow flash, but then yeah, yeah. looked for a minute. Um, it's it's fun because it's like they just watched the TV show and then made a movie out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> how can we yeah. condense the, uh, this into a show? I, I'm much more familiar with the, the CW show than I am with the comics in general. And they, at the end, they have like five or six evil speedsters. Of course. <laughs> now, how many, how many love derby. triangles? Is there like a love <laughs> pent- pentagram? I, I have seen some really, really terrible 
uh, action sequences from that show on just just randomly because I've never I haven't watched the show personally, but like you know it's it's got a CW budget, so <laughs> the action sequences yeah. aren't always going to be great. But um, honestly, this film didn't look a whole lot better <laughs> than the show. Oh, this film looked objectively worse in certain points. Um, but they said for style choices, I guess stylistic. The CGI yeah. in this was so mo- was just awful. Uh, well, they and made- that for the first season, I was gonna say the first season of The Flash was really good, and then it kind of tapered off. They they dumped a ton of money into that first season. Yeah, I I really really liked the uh, the Flash uh, series. Uh, you're right. The first couple of seasons were like really really solid. And that's what kept me going, and then it. It was still good, but you know, soap opera y. Yeah. Um, I still maintain that Grant Gustin is historically our best Flash actor. Did yeah. did it end? Laughter. The Flash I, series? Um yes. Okay. Yes? Wait. <laughs> now I don't even know anymore. Um Time is a flat circle. Because I know Supergirl, which was part of that universe, ended, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Benoit, um, or whatever her name is. Benoist. Benoist. Yeah, Benoist. Um, Green Arrow was in that. Yeah, because it is TV the Arrowverse. Series. Green Arrow was the first one. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it says up to 2003. They had nine seasons. Did I watch all the way to the end? Um. Yeah. Is, is I think I think they're done. I think it's over. So is they the had Ar- another. Is the Arrowverse then officially over? Are there any other spinoffs still going? Um. Uh, what's that I, Captain Cold show? There's Captain Cold show. Yeah. What was that called? Like the World of Tomorrow or? Uh, oh. Uh, oh. Here. Legends. Legends. Yeah. Legends of. Legends of Tomorrow. Right? Time. Of manana. That's got to be gone. That, that did not the, last. Yeah, that's that's gone. Um, that's no longer there. There was a a Batgirl that I think got canceled. Oh, I haven't seen right. that. It's been. Oh, is is Gotham technically in that, or is that an entirely no. different verse? No. Gotham's Gotham's not in the Arrowverse. Okay. No. They that don't was, a, that was a Fox show, I think. Okay. All right. So. That that I think that is a nice segue into the uh, production history of the film Flash. So buckle up, guys. Um, uh, the yeah. Flash. Um, on screen. Um, so original the 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 film first development of this on film began in uh, the late 1980s. <laughs> they hired uh, Jeff Loeb cool. to uh, try and uh, write a screenplay to this. Jeff Loeb, uh, Teen Wolf, he was a Smallville showrunner, I believe. Um, Lost, he worked on Lost. So, um, he, and he uh, was a writer for comic books. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The Long Halloween mm-hmm. is a great storyline that's been used, adapted. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, they hired him. Um, that went nowhere. Um, Ironically. 
<laughs> a standing still flash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, there was a Flash TV series, which uh, started in 1990 and aired for one season. Yep. Um, it's, I remember watching it. I thought it was good. It was very expensive and didn't get great ratings. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think it was. I th- I believe it was syndicated, rather than be, like a next gen style. Um, oh. it would have to have a hundred episodes. No, no, it can go, it can it can be aired original an original syndicated show, not not a, a network show that goes into syndication. Like next gen was an original oh. syndicated show. Um, I see. Like anyone can pick it up. Yeah, exactly. Which is why, yeah, it could be on any channel. So, um, but uh. But it, it didn't do well. They stopped production. Um, the the actor for that um, plays Jay Garrick in the CW Flash TV series. That's cool. Interesting. Yeah. I remember watching it um, again, like just so desperate for com- to see comic book heroes in, in live action and see costumes in live action. I was so forgiving. Let's just say. <laughs> yeah. I remember this being on cassette and like watching this on cassette. Wait, wait, and, like, VHS? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, like, I remember okay. renting this, like, mm. uh, individual episode, not episodes, I but like individual chunks of the show on hmm. tape. Interesting. I saw it on VHS. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember watching it on my tiny little, like, color TV. <laughs> yeah. At my, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so, um, and that's about it for the Flash throughout the 90s. Then in 2004, Warner Brothers hired everyone drink David S. Goyer <laughs> to write Goyer! the last script. Wow. Ah, yep. And he's still attached to this. He gets a produ- producing credit because he's David S. Goyer. David I think. S. Goyer. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, in 2004... He must have he must have some compromising photographs of Superman, you know, <laughs> just like blackmailing. Uh, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, so he he approached Ryan Reynolds to play Wally West in his Flash movie. Okay, um, I can see it. I mean, it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So. Um, Barry Allen was going to appear in a supporting role. Um, he. His script, he said, was influenced by Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy. At that point, it would have been his Spider-Man duology. Um, But that went nowhere. And by 2007, he left the project. Uh, Sean Levy was hired to oversee it. Uh, He he did, like, Night at the Museum. Um, Oh, Sean Levy. Yeah. yeah. uh, He's a producer on Stranger Things. Uh, he's just kind of like a, a, a like Hollywood producer guy. He works on a ton of stuff, sitcoms and reality shows, kind of just Hollywood dude. Um, his uh, uh, The script that he was overseeing was written by Chris Brancato. Chris Brancato um, is mostly known for writing a bunch of legal dramas like Law & Order, Special Victims Unit, Law and Order, <laughs> Criminal Intent. Um, <laughs> I watched a whole season of Boston Legal before I realized it wasn't a new Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, okay. Anyways, um, but he was he was rewriting Goyer's script at that point. Um, that was the same year, and just within weeks of Warner Brothers announcing the development of a Justice League movie, um, which was being written by Michelle and Kieran Mulroney, uh, and to be directed by George Miller. Uh, we've talked about this when we did the Justice League episode. It went nowhere. Um, at that point, Adam Brody was supposed to be the Flash. That's a dude from the OC. Uh, he was in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Thank you for smoking Jennifer's body. Yeah, that dude. Um, that went nowhere. And by 2009, David Dobkin signed on to take over directing and overseeing The Flash. Uh, that's the dude that did uh, Wedding Crashers, uh, Shanghai Nights. Um, but then Justice League... So he's Owen Wilson's friend? <laughs> yeah. Apparently. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, just at that point, the Justice League movie was canceled, um, and they set a uh, 2008 release for The Flash at that point, but then the Writers Guild strike happened. <laughs> the other, the last Writers Guild strike. <laughs> this movie, movie spanned both writer strikes. It spanned the <laughs> entire reeling. team of the last yeah. Writers Guild contract. Yes. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, then Charles Rowan who is a producer, took over. Um, Jeff Johns and Don Mazow begin writing a script. Um, but then in 2010, uh, WB fired them and hired the Green Lantern writers, Craig Bertitelli and Michael Green and Mark Guggenheim, because the upcoming Green Lantern movie was supposed to be great. <laughs> That did not turn out to be. <laughs> and then right. what happened was Snyder, Snyder happened, Man of Steel. And when they announced uh, Batman v Superman and the Justice League, all of that, once the Snyderverse happened, they rolled the Flash project into that. Um, they hired Ezra Miller in 2014. So he has been the DC's Flash for nine years now. Wow. Yeah. So Justice League, Batman v Superman, just briefly. He was in Batman v Superman as a cameo. Yeah. Um, he's appeared in a lot of. He's appeared. Okay. So what? He's appeared in that Suicide Squad, um, Justice League, um, Peacemaker finale, Peacemaker. Um, I believe he's been the Flash in at least five projects. Yeah. Um, and he had a, a brief appearance in the Arrowverse Flash. Yes. He's appeared so, on screen yeah. as Flash in six separate projects. So they definitely intended on putting him in a lot and using him a lot. Yeah. Just uh, <laughs> He we're, fucked himself. We're, yeah, we're not going to get deep into what Ezra Miller did. 
no. but he did some stuff. You can Google it. He has a, a pretty distasteful criminal record. And the, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I want to stop misgendering Ezra Miller because oh. despite what they did, they are non-binary and their preferred pronouns are they, them. Okay. So Ezra Miller, they. I didn't know. I yeah. knew he had a fluidity to him. But, yeah. Or sorry, to them. Yeah. So uh, even even insane monsters deserve to be referred to by their preferred pronouns. So Ezra Miller. Yeah, everybody does. You yeah. just have to tell me. Yeah. If I guess, I'll probably get it wrong. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So they signed on as Barry Allen. Their first appearance was in Batman v Superman, Donna Justice, Suicide Squad in 2016, Justice League 2017. That's right. In the Arrowverse, then Peacemaker. Um, James Wan at that point was offered either the directing of Aquaman or The Flash, and he chose Aquaman, which came out in 2018 and made over a billion dollars. And he's another one of that those like neo horror directors, right? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, James yeah. Wan, um, like, yeah, like Insidious saw an Insidious. Yep, that's him. And it's funny they went with a horror director. It it is, and it's it's funny. It's interesting. He chose Aquaman over the Flash because on yeah. on paper the Flash seems like it would be a better. Like, not a better, but a more interest. I would find the Flash more interesting personally yes. than Aquaman. There's but- a lot more going on. Well, yeah. and yeah, in film you can mess with time, so yeah, which is always sense. fun. Whereas with the with Aquaman, you have to make it, like a lot of stuff underwater, which is a pain in the right. ass. He's like, yeah. I want to direct, but I want to stay in a giant soundstage, and I don't want to go anywhere ever. And I want it to all be in water. Well, you have to be on the soundstage. Yeah, it has to be green screen. So, it's like the, I met James Cameron once. Because they're talking. So then, to each other. then. In 2015, after James Wan chose Aquaman, which, by the way, it took three years to get Aquaman made. Um, in 2015, they hired Lord and Miller to start writing the Flash film with the intent to direct it. Those poor dudes. Right? Lord and Miller sounds like a fancy, um, like, haberdashery in London or something. But let's be What clear. have they done? Lord and Miller? Oh, we've talked about them. Um, Lord. Oh. Christopher Lord, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Um, uh, well, they were originally brought on to uh, write and direct Solo, a Star Wars story, but they got fired from it halfway through and Ron Howard got hired to redirect it. But they made uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, 21 Jump Street, the Lego oh, movie, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And they had the last laugh on The Flash because just this year they came out with Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, the clearly superior multiverse movie of 2023. I see who they are. Yes, I totally remember. Um yeah, so uh but after they got fired from Star Wars, they also got fired from The Flash and they brought Seth Graham Smith on to write it. He's the dude that did, he wrote uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. He was a novelist. This was supposed to be his first film script, and he was supposed to direct it. I Ooh, don't know why cool. or how they decided that was a good idea. Well, because yeah, they needed weird. a Patsy. They needed a fall guy at this point. They're like, this movie's getting old. Yeah. Yeah. It's been it on him. Um, so... 
At this point, it's produced by Zack Snyder, written and directed by Seth Graham Smith. But then in February 2016, they they moved the uh, release date to 2018, and he left the project in April, citing creative differences. <laughs> um, Lord and Miller were still producers at this point because it was their script he was adapting. Um, and they began a search for a replacement. Rick Famu. Oh, I am going to have to. Okay, Rick. Oh, they don't even have a. We won't know who he is Rick... anyway. Rick Famuaya was hired on. He is the guy that uh, he was. He directed Brown Sugar in 2002, Dope in 2015. Um, he. Uh... He was brought on at this point to uh, oversee it. Um, they thought his vision would resonate with younger audiences. Um, it they expected to begin filming in the last half of 2016 and didn't think it would be delayed at all. Um, his female lead. It was the Ron Howard voiceover seven years later. Right. <laughs> um, he hired on to play Iris West, uh, Kiersey Nicole Clemens, uh, who is best known for playing Diggy Andrews in Dope. <laughs> and all right, yeah, he, she was all right. She's an African American actress of medium fame. Anyways, um, they. Uh, sh oh my god. Yeah, so he also, Rita Ora was also in talks to play that role. Anyways. Taika's lady? Yeah. Um, so uh, at that point, they uh, moved, they took the release date away from Flash and gave it to Tomb Raider. Um, Ray Fisher was on board to play Cyborg in, in it. He was supposed to be have a pretty major role at this point. Um, Gal Gadot and uh, Billy Crudup, who, let's remember, Billy Crudup played Henry Allen in yep. <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League. Before Ron Livingston, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're both on board. Um, on Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Crudup, he's good. He's good stuff. So they began pre-production, and uh, filming was to start in 2017. And then, then Famuyaya left the project, citing creative differences with Warner Brothers. <laughs> and because he wanted to make a more mature film, and that at this point, they were like, no, everybody hates the Snyder shit. <laughs> Let's make it funny. Because this was happening right around the time the whole Justice League shenanigans were going on. They put it on hold and started looking for a new director. Um, and they had to put it on the back burner when Ezra Miller started filming Fantastic Beasts. Um, they hired Joby Harold to begin a complete from scratch rewrite of the script. And at that point, they started talks with Robert Zemeckis and Matthew Vaughn to direct. Both interesting 
directors. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't think the way this movie was made is what his problem is. No, I don't think the directing is the issue. I'm not even sure the writing's the biggest issue. It's, nor, it's, nor are the performances. I mean, it just, yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. It's a lot of things that aren't quite right coming together to make something that's just all wrong. It's like the uncanny valley of superhero movies. Yeah. We know what we want from a superhero movie, and this is just, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Robert Zemeckis obviously has the Back to the Future connection, and Matthew Vaughn, uh, I mean, he did Snatch. We've talked about him on Kick-Ass. Um, so, we didn't do Snatch. No, no, we, talk, we talked about him on Kick-Ass. Oh. Um, I thought I heard Snatch. Yeah, he directed again. Snatch. Or he didn't direct Snatch. He wrote. He helped write Snatch. Yeah, the guy Richie joined. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, they also talked to Sam Raimi. They talked to Mark Webb, the di- guy that did Amazing Spider-Man, and they talked to Jordan Peele about doing this. Jordan Peele turned it down. Um, they wanted Ben Affleck to direct it at one point. He turned it down. I hope he laughed in their faces and he said, yeah. give me Batman or nothing else. He directed Air and I think he directed another one in between that time even. Yeah. And they were all really like critically acclaimed. Every movie he's made, people have been like, he's so good at this. He's a good director. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who'd have thought? It's like, he's like, this is like my sixth movie. Fuck you. Well, I, I listen- he, ha- he hasn't gotten paid much for his films. I listened. Yeah. I, I heard a, a, an old interview with him recently. Not an old interview. An interview with him recently in which he was talking about his career. And he said Gili is the reason he's had the career he's had. Because Gili was such a bomb that he didn't think he'd be able to work as an actor anymore. So he decided to pivot into directing. Into directing? Wow. Yeah, and I think it's part of that expertise that Ron Howard has. Ben was a child actor as well. So most of his life, he's been on set. And if you're a child on set, you have to sit there silently. So you absorb what's fucking going on, kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) If you had a kid watch you take down an engine and put it apart, put it back together he'd probably do it if he watched well, every bit of it yeah, every, well and every day you know for yeah six yeah. weeks day. for your whole life yeah you're gonna soak yeah. that up yeah, um, so well okay so anyways at this point in 2017 at comic-con 2017 they announced that it was going to be called flashpoint and it was going to be a time travel film <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, 17 guys who were in that hall were very excited to hear it. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and, uh, so anyways, um, at, they said that it was going that it would, in fact, have Thomas Wayne as Batman and Jeffrey Dean Morgan at this point was on board to play Thomas Wayne. <laughs> that would be a fine um, casting, actually. Yeah, uh, but him as Batman. Um, I mean, Thomas as Batman. No, I don't think so. But yeah. that was from the. Medic. Yeah, that's the comics storyline. Yeah, the yeah, the Flashpoint yeah. comics. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't do it. So in 2018, they brought on John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein to write and direct the film. Uh, John Daly is a funny kid. Yeah, freaks and geeks. Um, 
I used to but love the John re- Daly show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he wrote horrible Boston. He wrote actually quite a few comedies. That, they, they're a team actually together, and yeah, they wrote horrible they bosses. They uh, they were writers on Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, they uh, were writers on the new Dungeons and Dragons movie, which is great, and everybody slept on it, which is too bad. Um, uh-huh. But um, at this point, Zemeckis was tentatively he had, he had signed a deal. A tentative deal, um, but it gave him an out, and he he did not end up making it. And that by this point, Ezra Miller was filming the Fantastic Beast sequel, so <laughs> they had to wait so long. They were at this point aimed for a 2021 release date, and then in 2019. Ezra Miller went to the press and told them that he was personally rewriting the script. <laughs> they were personally rewriting the script. Yeah. Um, uh, and Warner Brothers didn't think anything of this at this moment in time. And they right. were fine with it. He he had Grant Morrison helping him. Okay. I, that's, I remember that's people wing, being man. excited for him to do this, mm-hmm. them to do this. And being like, oh, okay, this seems like a really bad idea. This is what they tell you not to do. <laughs> right. They wanted to make a, a more serious film. They didn't like the light approach that Ooh. it was currently being taken. And at this point, um, Miller told the studio that he would leave the film <laughs> if they did not. And leave the role of Flash if he wasn't allowed to... To, to have input into the tone of the film. So it's interesting because I think they achieved a balance that works of humor and drama. Yeah. Because like, yeah. they shift gears really well and it's happening pretty, and it all hinges on Ezra Miller's performance, mm-hmm. yeah. which is interesting. I, but it's yeah. not enough. Like, that's not enough to make a movie. Like, that's cool. It looks cool. Yeah. This, uh, I, I agree with Josh. I have weird, weird <laughs> feelings about this movie because I there's so much in it that works and is good, but then there's so much that just doesn't at all. Honestly, to me, the performances are, are some of the best performances that are in the DC universe, <laughs> which is terrible to say because I really like Cavill and everybody and yeah. Ben Affleck's fun. He's the best in this part. Jeez. Oh, he's yeah. The, he's the best Batman we've gotten in. 10 years. Besides they took a lot of wide Batman. swings. Yeah. They did. They did. Yeah. And I have to think I have to think if this film had, if they had finished the CGI if they had bothered to finish the CGI and there wasn't the Ezra Miller stuff happening I think this film would have been at least artistically considered mostly successful. Okay. 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 So we talked about the cost of this movie and the loss of this movie how many times did they dump money into this movie to keep this idea kicking this can down right the road? right right that, it, that's not included in that 350 and, million dollars exactly. or 370 or whatever this was in continuous development from 2003 20 years it's like 20 what, years what is the attrition cost of a flash movie over time that, it must if have, it takes 20 years like is that a billion dollars okay is it t- 370 million to make it the number of people they had to pay to write and to sign on to direct this that then left 
it must have been another couple hundred million dollars all told over the course of that 20 years. Right, because usually for writers, it's, you know, sort of a pay or play deal. They buy your script or they don't buy your script. Right, yeah. but they hired yeah. on writers to write the script. Right. So at that point, they were paying them. They paid yeah. Zemeckis. That's what I mean. Yeah, they paid them and then, you know, yeah. They paid Goyer. Didn't matter if they wrote, they didn't matter if they wrote something yeah. or not. They got paid anyway. So, yeah, they shoveling money. Mm-hmm. Well, and comparing that to X-Men or whatever that, or not X-Men, sorry, Fantastic Four in the 90s where it was like, uh, nobody's Ugh. getting anything from this. We're just going to make a crappy movie. <laughs> right, but they were like trying to go big budget. They paid Goyer, yeah. they paid Lord and Miller, they paid Zemeckis, um, they they paid a lot yeah. of people for doing right. for nothing. Nothing. It came to nothing. Yeah, I love this country. <laughs> so that industry. Um, it's like the producers. <laughs> the old Bialy yeah. fucking bloom. <laughs> yeah, make as much from a flop as a. Um. So basically, Warner Brothers gave Ezra Miller and Grant Morrison three weeks to write a script. And said that if they didn't like it, they could turn it down. Um, okay. So, uh, <laughs> I love this. Grant Morrison described their script as a flash story. <laughs> oh, good. I mean, thanks, Grant. Yeah. Uh, wow. I'm so tired. They said it was more science fiction similar to Back to the Future than Superhero. But um, anyways, they said the studio wanted to explore the multiverse and other DC characters. Um, So anyways, at this point, they rejected their script. But they did convince Ezra Miller to stay on, I'm assuming, by dumping some more money in their lap. Yeah, they rejected their script, but both got paid as screenwriters, I'm sure. I'm sure, yes. Um, So... um, at this point, uh, the old writers left, and they hired on Christina Hodson to write it. We have spoken about Christina Hodson. She was the writer of Birds of Prey. All right. Um, just a quick refresher, she also wrote the Bumblebee Transformers film. Um, and What about the Bee movie? <laughs> she did not write the no. movie. What about ants? <laughs> no, I ask that about every writer, but yeah, I just I gotta know. Um, the way I used to shrek it up. And they hired Andy Machete to write or to direct the film. Which is I feel so bad because he's awesome. He crushed the it movies. Right, yeah. So this is our first time crushed talking them. about him. Um he did direct well, his his first, he directed, he made a short film called Mama, which got bought and oh. turned into a feature film called Whole movie, yeah. Mama, which was a, a fun uh, horror movie. Yeah, oh, okay. it's not bad. Um, and then he made It and It Chapter Two. Then he got hired on for The Flash, and I don't think I don't think he did a bad job here, honestly. Well, and and oh, I don't think so. the the same way that It looked so fucking good. Mm-hmm. This movie was so rich and vivid. Sometimes, like the color palette, there were a couple of times it where was. I was like, "It's like it's so nice to see something that's like nice to look at, and then next second, it's just like smear, like blah." They're, well, they're... with the it movies, it, it's he also developed those and adapted them. So, like in a Frank Darabont 
type yeah. way. So it wasn't like he was a utility director, like it was a project and he got it all going and he adapted it better than I think it could have. I don't know. Yeah, he just killed this. it. I'm going to, now that we're talking about it, I want to rewatch him. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Really I good. watch him fairly regularly just because yeah. it's great filmmaking. It's so good. No, yeah. so good. Um, yeah. And he, this, there's moments in these movies that are just in this film that is just that are just incredible <laughs> but right but yeah. he had a committee obviously there was a committee behind obviously him. he has been hired on by james gunn to direct the brave and the bold film for the dc reboot universe huh. i That's think he's fun. got it in him i honestly i think i love know. the brave and the bold yeah yeah um it'll so, be fun yeah um so just a little on the filming uh it started obviously covid happened and they had to push back everything it started filming um in the beginning of 2021 and was in production for most in production and post production for almost all of 2021 and 2022 um obviously during this time there was a lot of Ezra Miller news happening. Um, so, all right, let's go ahead and I'm going to, we'll talk about the cast. Um, <laughs> oh my God. All right. So the cast, obviously Ezra Miller is back as the flash. Sasha um, Kaye as Kara Zor-El, Supergirl. I loved her in this. I thought she was great. I like Kara Zor-El looking like Clark, looking like a Clark Kent. I, I agree with Thoreau. Yeah. I, she even had the anger that, like, you know, because her character w- was meant to be angry man but yeah. like even when she would be like right before she would do that superman sort like she would do this pullback full of rage and then just whoosh do that i don't know i really liked her a lot yeah. i liked her. i hope i hope we see her again as super i hope super james gunn keeps her on as supergirl she was really good she deserves to play supergirl yeah i i wonder how many of these people in this movie were kind of like told look we need you to come in and redo this thing with us. Blah blah blah. We will. We will do this again in the future. Yeah. Consider this one of multiple movies, and then pointing to Ezra Miller being in six products or projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the only things she did prior to this was a brief was a 2017 miniseries um, called Socially Awkward, and she spent three years on The Young and the Restless. That's it. Really? That is it. So she's from the soaps. Yeah. Um, she, uh, much like uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, um, she like just came up. She through. was on All My Children. Yeah, yeah. So Young and the Restless for Sasha Kaye. Um, Michael Shannon came back as General Zod. Uh, it makes me so happy. Uh, that was such a fun thing to have happen in this movie. It was. It's a yeah. cool moment to relive. It's like the Battle of New York in in game, whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, well, and I, I like how they focused on him having a slightly different agenda because it's a different timeline instead of giving us even more of that fateful day in Metropolis mm-hmm. yeah. when everyone was there and nobody could do anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least it was slightly different. Um, Ron Livingston plays Henry Allen in this one. He's the dude from Office Space. Yeah. Yeah, love Ron. Yeah, good old Ron. Um, oh, what did I, what did I see him? In? Oh, oh, he was in a, he was in um, oh that that show with a uh, football thing. That's not what I was thinking. That that show with uh maybe from, from uh, oh, from, from Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. Oh, uh, Search Party. Search Party. Yeah. yeah, he was in that. That's what I saw. He pops up. He's worked since Office Space steadily. Yeah, um, Maribel Verdu. As Nora Allen, Barry's mom. Um, okay. Yeah, she's mostly been in uh, Italian stuff. So weird choice. Anyways, um, Kiersey Clemens as uh, Iris West. She stayed on. That was she was hired by three directors ago. And they, oh, she wow. was able to stay on. Iris West. Yeah, yeah. Wow. she's fine. She, she was, was fine. She's she st- somehow stayed on for through three directors. Get That's that crazy. check. Get the bag. That's, yeah. That's yes. like the kind of stuff you used to hear about, like De Niro or Brando. Like the only person still attached was Brando after he got everyone fired. Um, we got we the Zod. Um, she was also in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, she was in that? As I don't ours. remember her at all. I don't think she speaks, but I think we see her. Mm, okay. Yeah. And there's there's a line when we first when she first shows up in this movie where she says, "I feel like I I feel like we oh, saw each other." Oh, that was she was the one he was saving when she was in the in the when, yeah. in the the quicksilver sequence from Jack Snyder's Justice League, yeah, with the hot dog. Okay, all right, that makes with the hot dog. I remember the hot dog. Yeah, so um, uh, we got the Zod Squad back. Um, <laughs> Michael, Keaton. remember the hot dog. <laughs> remember the hot dog. Michael Keaton, Michael fucking Keaton, back <laughs> yes, as Batman. Bruce Wayne and Batman post Birdman on my second watch through of this all I could think was how much fun is it for him to be Batman after having done Birdman I bet I bet it's so much fun that's why I I feel the the worst about his raw deal like I wish this movie had done better because it really was a big deal to see 89 Batman every Back all in all of that stuff, every time it happened, I felt like a squealy little girl. Yeah, I definitely did. It was an awesome adventure of that Batman. Like you're Yes, a- it was mostly Flash, but like it was great to see him do it again. You know what though? Not to not to say like I don't care that he didn't get money, but I really feel like oh what does Batman say at the end? He's like, No, you made me feel you made me a superhero again or whatever. Yeah, he That's, was redeemed. I, w- I wonder how much of Michael Keaton is just like, 
fuck yeah i'm just glad i got to be batman again i was waiting for this opportunity so yeah don't get me don't get me wrong i don't feel bad that it didn't make more yeah. money for him i just like what a triumphant return that really yeah. got swept he was yeah yeah really what got, were you gonna say through i was just gonna say brian you're a few years younger <laughs> than us so i don't like like but that was our 12 year old batman <laughs> and it was yeah. the first dc oh EU I mean movie, that's or the first that's DC. my Batman too. I was like five. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Like, uh, just yeah. It was incredible. Of course. Um, we also let's start running through this. Ben Affleck as Batman. George Clooney as Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I love that. I do too. I Everybody was pissed. I I knew nothing about it until I saw it and I laughed out loud. This movie so, only missed. Delight. This movie only missed two Batman, Val Kilmer, and uh, Christian Bale. Oh, mm-hmm. they might get Val Kilmer. They'll never get Christian Bale. No, yeah, no, they'll never get Christian Bale. Uh, Jeremy Irons is back as Alfred. Um, Tamara Morrison back as Tom Curry. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Uh. Swarse Monica Jackson and Rudy Moncuso as Patty Spivet and Albert Desmond, who are comic book characters. They were his 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 co-workers at the forensics lab. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Sanjay Bhaskar as his boss. Patty is in both realities, right? She's the roommate. Yeah. Yes. So? Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. I didn't care enough. And to Albert check. Desmond just... as the dude who I was playing the. Right. Right? Uh-huh. The boyfriend. And he was playing the ah. keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the regular universe, there's they work with them and they're rather studious or have their shit together. In the alternate universe, they seem like total burnouts, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The same characters. Uh Luke Brandon Field was Al Falcone Falcone. Um in a cameo, Nicolaj Coster Waldo was the dude that he stole the pizza from. <laughs> Um, Why? No one knows. Yeah. Um, Andy Muschietti was the guy that he stole the hot dog from in this movie. Um, Yeah. Uh, Carl Collins was uh, his lawyer. Uh, Let's see. And making CGI cameos. Okay. You're going to do it? All right. Yeah. CGI cameos. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, who actually showed up and shot footage for this movie that was cut. Jesus Christ. This is why they're striking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. He was in there. Yeah. Um, that He's a Flash nemesis, right? Yes. Like classic Flash nemesis. Yep. Like Captain Cold, as his, you mentioned earlier. His yeah. greatest weakness being shot from behind, I guess. Well, uh, and your your skill to beat your arch nemesis who can go faster than the speed of sound is a boomerang. Yeah. I bet he can go faster than the speed of a boomerang. It's fair. He's <laughs> gonna have a really quiet Sorry. boomerang. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't get it at all. I'm very confused by it, but I would like to see that. And how do you ri- ri- rise to the rank of captain, captain. in this boomerang <laughs> hobby? <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah. Uh, Nicholas Cage as Superman. Um, 
he he showed up and did motion capture for it. So, wow, wow, certainly doesn't look like it. No, because no, looks, the CGI looks computer is not done. They didn't finish the CGI. Um, which existed in no real re- universe. It's just that what was it, John Peters? Well. Uh, Kevin Smith Kevin tells Smith. the story. He tells the story the best, but other people tell the story. Kevin like- Smith wrote it. Tim Burton signed on to direct it. Nicholas Cage as Superman. He he did costume tests. There was a like it was it went into. Oh, I know all about and, that. I mean the spider. Fighting oh, the, the spider. spider. Yes, that was a John Peters like thing that yeah, that, that yeah, he yeah. wouldn't let go of. He wouldn't it wound let go up of in Wild Wild West instead. Yeah. Yep. But he finally no. Did that it. that was some real like fun inside baseball stuff. Having him fighting the giant spider. Yeah, and, totally. Yeah, if this movie had done better and had a bigger audience, I think more people would have been Got excited that. for that. Yeah, because yeah. that is a pop culture lost media kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Not not lost, it doesn't exist. But. Yeah. No, but like that urban legend, you know, story that's it's still like Brando wanting to be a suitcase. Yes, yeah. JRL. <laughs> exactly. So, um, all right, we have Christopher Reeve <laughs> as Superman. Uh, Helen Slater as Supergirl, Adam West uh-huh. as Batman. Um, there, uh, they used um the audio from both Cesar Romero and Jack Nicholson in this. I was gonna their say voices, yep. their voices were in this. The laughter of both. Yeah. Um, Eartha Kitt's Catwoman voice was in this. Apparently, <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't catch it, but okay. You think they got checks? I mean, I don't know because again, this is see, one of the cruxes of the of the uh, protest. A, a lot of yeah. these people, the checks would have gone to, to their the estate. estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. like because I think Eartha Kitt passed away a couple of years. I'm ago. sure. I'm sure they had to have I gone. Mean, Cesar to, Romero passed away a couple of years. They had ago. to pay. But I don't know. That's the legal yeah. sort of quagmire: is that they own the characters and the images. But is that, that legal? I think that's what the quandary is right this now. This is interesting to point to this movie too as an example of that. Like. Yeah, it's, it's ghoulish. It truly is. It's it like really seeing is. seeing Christopher Reeves and uh, what's her face, <laughs> Super, Hel- Super Helen, Helen Slater. Slater. She's still alive though. So. Still, but like, but just yeah, using them again. It's it's weird. It's different than the like Luke Skywalker reappearing thing, which had like this reverence to, where people were like, well, "Oh, it's a secret" and all this stuff. Because this is just like because Mark Hamill was on set acting, yeah. and they just yeah. de-aged him. They're just right. squeezing their likenesses out of a tube, it feels but like. The, but that's the legality is, like I said, curious at best. They own the yeah. character and they own the images they took of the actor I, as that character. I'm sorry. Speaking uh brief tangent spoilers for the newest episode of Ahsoka. Uh Brian and Al, have you both watched it? Of course I've watched it. Yes. Yes. So yes, any, uh, any, Anybody, sure I'm up to date. Anybody listening, you might want to skip ahead a minute or two. Speaking of DH Skywalkers, <laughs> that was a nightmarish vision. Well, I think they did it for a reason, however bad it looks. I think was it bad. Anakin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hayden Christensen, yeah. yeah. But he, that, that de-aging looked terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. terrible. De-aging is tough. They have not gotten that one down yet. Yeah. Um, anyways, back to our regularly scheduled program. Um, it's yeah, it's like a reverse uncanny. Like it's not that they look almost too human; it's they look almost too cartoon. Yeah, the other way. Um, Jay Garrick was played <laughs> by 
Editor John Jason Ballantyne. Good for him. Yeah, all right. Um, that's about it on this production. Um, the film has a 63% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, 83% audience score. Not that low. No, not that low, but I, I get the audience part. I get it this time, Rotten Tomatoes-wise. Like, I could see how, from a critic's point of view, not as much. But as a fan, there's a lot of fan things I liked. Yeah. yeah. Not as a person objectively watching filmmaking, but as a, a fan. Yeah. Um, you know, it was giddy to see Nicolas Cage do that after yeah. hearing this story for so long. It was a know? little thrilled to see that on screen. Yeah. He, looked kind of, uh, but it's yeah, fun to see. It, it looked like a 2000, he looked like a, a 2012 video game cutscene. Well, and again, yeah, all, all of the stuff in the chronosphere seemed video gamey. That is a stylistic choice. Is what was yeah. it? Because it what just they looked said. unfinished. It looked said they bad. They chose to make it look that. Oh, way. that was a bad I choice. Buy that, but yeah, a Which, very bad choice. Well, yeah, whether or not that was an economically driven choice or not, you know. I think but, they're lying about that, Brian. Yeah. Oh, of course they I mean, might I don't be. believe them. I'm not getting hoodwinked. I'm just saying that they said <laughs> but, that, I mean, and it made maybe me laugh. Like, the oh, stylistic. Until you <laughs> enter that point in time. Yeah. They they opted for the real. the PlayStation Three version. Of huh? uh, their video editing program. Yeah. Did anybody hear what I said? I froze for a moment. What What'd you say, Josh? I froze for a moment, so I was wondering. For, like maybe they look less realistic in the chronosphere, but then when you enter that particular point in time, it becomes a real. I mean, I get I that, know. but that's, it was, that's what one I theory. Of, oh, I haven't read that. I'm not yeah. even saying well, they did that. But. And and that the chronosphere answers a lot of my questions later on in the movie because I. I have time travel logic that makes so sense. so many questions. Okay, so I I have a few letterboxed reviews here. Noah Whitaker <laughs> writes the trash, half a star. Ooh, clever. Um, David Jen writes an action-packed, crowd-pleasing, and ultimately moving story about one man's quest to undo the unthinkable tragedy of the ending of a Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> Half a star? Four, four stars. Oh, wow. Yeah. Still upset about Man of Steel. Uh, the dude writes, the first movie completely rendered an Unreal Engine. Unreal Engine? <laughs> Five stars. One star. Oh. And my favorite, the stylist on set actually had a really interesting method of switching Ezra's hair length between long and short. Google Ezra Miller grooming to find out more. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh. Wow. <laughs> trickery! <laughs> Three stars. Uh, that's <laughs> that's all I got here, guys. Are we ready to jump into the movie? Oh, yeah, we got to. Gosh. I mean, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here we go. This is the Flash. We open in a cafe. Chicago's playing. Barry Allen wants a sandwich, but the usual girl is out and the new guy's slow. Barry gets a call from Alfred to help save a hospital that was something, something, superhero bad stuff. He runs there. 
a hospital robbery awesome. gone wrong. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. So what about the hundreds of other people that were still inside the building that weren't babies or that one nurse? There was a oh, second no. nurse there. She she was trapped because the door was locked. Yeah. I, Everybody I, else had safely evacuated. But there, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, there were people were on the other side of the door. They did not have time to run out oh, of that building. No, they, they safely evacuated. They're fine. I'm, They're just sleeping through. Okay. It, it was just, just the east wing that was too. falling. Yeah. The they're, rest they, of the other wings were fine. The second yeah, probably, tower didn't fall. Yeah. No, I mean, building seven. I don't know what you're talking about. I was going to say, what about <laughs> hospital seven? Yeah. How did that um, fall? You know, I assume they were in the elevator shaft or something at that point, because they ran away once the building started to collapse. You see them like. So, Considering what's coming, don't we don't need to assume it. Right. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. So he runs well, there. Way. Be- OK. Right before he runs, there was probably my most uncomfortable moment. Uh, in the movie, um, oh, oh, when the he teenage girls, well, the way that he Ooh. poses first uh-huh. to run, like sticking his sticking yeah. one leg like perfectly horizontal, just that like pose this. was. It's like, why does he have to pose like that? The FTD like the floral. FTD florist <laughs> yeah. logo. Um, and then the teenage girls run up, it's like, oh, Flash, I love you. It's like, oh, okay. yeah. yeah, they should have cut that from. We yeah. went there. They well, and they opened with it. They interrupted the opening title sequence. Yep. Yeah. I, I didn't write them all down, but there are a few lines in the script that are a little too on the nose for Ezra to be delivering. I wish I had written them down, but there were at least three times, including the one Al mentioned, where it was just like the mental health care thing. Yeah. That was you seem very nice also. Yeah. yeah, the mental health thing, yeah. Oof. Um, yeah, so uh well, and him, him hiding, him him showing up to like essentially kidnap himself is like uh-huh. when he yeah. like yeah like holding him captive, holding himself captive like that's well, the uh, dual he's, identities. He's eighteen now, so it's not as questionable. Oof. I guess if you know, <laughs> younger man. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, he gets a call to save the hospital. Who runs there while Batman chases the robbers who stole a virus that'll destroy humanity or something. Uh, he helps a bunch of babies. <laughs> he saves a Ugh. lot of babies, puts a baby in a microwave. I understand that's, you know, the joke, but I, also it's... Ugh. People were very upset about this. I wasn't so upset about it as I was so just upset. like, this is stupid. This yeah. whole sequence well, is yeah. so stupid. I was offended by not the ridiculousness, fun. not the like, baby in a microwave. I understand this was supposed to be like a funny sequence of him saving Uh people, but also like the bait. Okay. This is outside the chronosphere and this looks terrible. So, right. I think that this was supposed to be the credits sequence because we see it as the credits. And I think that they were like, we need to do something to fill that front half of the movie. (laughs) Let's do that. After they decided to put Batman and Wonder Woman in it, you know, like in that, because this movie is clearly just like, piecemeal like or like patched oh together. yeah yeah, yeah. it's been cut but this, to pieces and put back together frankenstein this, style. Uh, slow-mo moving everything at the speed of what have you it's it just looks so weak especially if you compare it to like the two times we saw um quicksilver do it in the x-men movies mm-hmm. especially in days of future past when he's in that kitchen 
Yeah. Like looked it looked way better and was way cooler. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, they they spend so much time on this sequence with the flash and the babies and the I I need something to eat first. And I like the yeah. I need something to eat first thing, but this sequence is just entirely yeah. too long, way too convoluted, uh-huh. has way too many moving parts and looks like shit the whole time. It yeah, yeah. It we're off to a very bad start. A very bad start. When I saw, so I, uh, I'm just going to admit to my crimes. I, I watched a terrible bootleg of this. This <laughs> That's the first time I watched it. Yeah, yeah. And I remember watching it and thinking, oh, you know, I guess this is interesting. But seeing it in HD, it's so absolutely unforgivably bad. Well, it's- and they're in- infants. He could have easily grabbed them all. Well, yeah. no, no, that was this the thing. elaborate fucking. That that's what they say later. Thing. You can't move people too much because it like later on he moves himself and makes himself puke. All of that stuff. Yeah, that's uh, why he's just barely tapping and bringing things to them. Oh, to is that why he can't fall. carry people? He yeah. can't carry people when he's running. That's yeah. That's the reasoning there. Yeah. Okay, that answers that answers a few questions I had had. He can't carry yeah. them too fast. Yeah, or yeah, exactly because it makes them sick and. And they friction. might catch fire. Yeah. yeah, the friction, but he must be able to move. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> they might actually catch fire because he's somehow fire retardant or fireproof. The costume is. Yeah. The costume well, I, well, I mean, like, but so is his hair, you know, like his eyebrows don't burn off. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. Even um, when he's like running around his house. Um, so he can't actually save people. He can move things out of the way to save yeah. them, but he can't just grab them and run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyways, he rejoins Batman who's stopped the robbery. We get a Wonder Woman cameo. We get the bit with the lasso of truth. Um, uh, Batman uh, admitting that he can, you know, fight poverty by, you know, that by he crime by a, fighting poverty. Yes. Right. He could do Finally. more work as Bruce Wayne than he does as Batman. Yeah. Just what we've been saying for decades. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we got this use of the lasso of truth. And yeah. just. It was cute. Wonder Woman stepping in and out, maintaining her like dominance over the entire this, Justice this is in Justice League. Batman smiling at her. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hi. This, 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 smitten. I, I don't yeah. know what's coming in the Aquaman sequel, but this could very well be the last time Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck appear on screen as Wonder Woman or Batman. Yeah. It was um, a cute moment. Also in the scene, uh, Barry admits to his virginity. Yep, his virgin. Mm-hmm. I know sex exists. I've just never experienced it. Um. Yeah. yeah. So he not uh, even as splash. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he goes back to the cafe where his sandwich is finally ready. He goes to work at the crime lab. He gets in trouble with his boss for being late. He ran back and forth between. Uh, Central City and Gotham City and did all that stuff and the sandwich was just being finished when he got back. Yeah, no, right. that dude is slow and is bad at his job. I, I, it, it went on too long for that sequence to be as funny as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it felt they did shows the distance, which had been confusing to Capital. Um, also, his boss is the guy we were talking about last week and we were trying to figure out. Anyway, he's the guy that was Toof's Oh, the that's two. Yeah. Okay. And he was also Kane in uh, the Sandman. Okay. That guy. I kind of glossed over him in the uh, production stuff, but all right, nice. Um, so he leaves work. He's met by 
The girl he went to college with and had a crush on. She's now a reporter. She asks about his father, who's imprisoned for the murder of his mother. He gets upset and leaves her. So is he a resident forensic uh, doc- pathologist or is he a gopher? Because in the argument, they pro- sort of bring up he's just there to get coffees. But then he's doing work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. He's both. Neither. Both, both is he, not unusual. You're right, but it's just funny. Yeah, he's the forensic scientist that always gets stuck getting the coffees. Yeah. Yeah. I get right. lowest on the totem pole because he's constantly late. Well, and he hasn't cracked a case. Yeah. Um, He goes home, talks to his dad in prison. We discover that there's a newly cleaned up piece of footage from his dad in the supermarket the day his mom was killed that could exonerate him, but his dad never shows his face on camera. It, it was cleaned up by Wayne Enterprises. Yeah. It was Bruce that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Barry revisits his childhood home. We get a flashback of the day that his mom died. Um, and he's on the phone with his dad during it. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. He, like, calls his dad and, like, switches to his suit and is... Is doing all these things. It does kind of work, though, if you think about it. Like these these emotional triggers become overwhelming. That he just needs to run away and not yeah. get away from this place, but just run. I just have to run this off. Yeah, this feeling. It, it, they they just lean really hard into building up these emotional stakes uh, with conversation and like exposition. It's interesting yeah. how much like talky feeling this movie is. So much talky feeling. It's yeah. a very emotional yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. It's it's interesting though, like the dad like talking him through it. Batman talking him through it. Yes, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, and the thing is is Ezra Miller's not bad at this. Like no, the performance not. isn't the, bad. The performance is good. Yeah. It's good. Actually, it's objectively it's, good and enjoyable. It's probably his best one because yeah. when you start seeing older Barry dealing with younger Barry and addressing the things that were annoying for us with younger Barry, you know, like you're not funny. It's not cute. You know, you're mm-hmm. abrasive. These are things we thought about his performance. And so it, it is kind of nuanced for him to finally realize how annoying his younger self is. Yeah. 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 He play he plays on some shit. He's, he doesn't do a bad job by any means. He's just a terrible human being. Yeah. <laughs> He's a great Barry Allen. Yeah, exactly. Well, and let's be clear that the the bad the the absolute debacle that was the box office of this movie, it's was the final nail in the coffin of this person's career. Yes, that's oh, yeah. true. This person is Very now nice. in movie jail and will probably not come back. Um Yeah, because he won't be able to stop being the weirdo that he that they are. They'll make a movie with Shia at some point. <laughs> oh, Shia has it more together than that dude does. Yeah. That person. Um, yeah. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, uh, we, we, yeah, we see, uh, his dad goes to the grocery store to get tomatoes that she forgot to buy, leaving her in the kitchen. He returns just as she gets stabbed to death by someone. At some point, they mentioned that this is her regular weekly routine, the making of the sauce and the pasta. I don't know. Yeah. I would just have tomatoes on hand if I made the she same thing. She buys one can at a time, <laughs> obviously. Uh, like any Italian mother does. She buys one can at a time. One at a time. That's how it stays fresh. <laughs> In the can. <laughs> 
So uh, I studied under Chef Boyardee. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he gets overcome with emotion, starts running, and accidentally uses the speed force to enter the chronosphere and travel back in time. He does nothing in the past at this time. Well, because he so, just discovered he could do it. Yeah. yeah, Justice League, he travels back in time just a few moments. Just a moment, yeah. And this, he reaches the chronosphere and can travel back in time further. Because Bruce, oh. Bruce tells him a little bit later, he, he's finally run faster than the speed of light. He could always run faster than the speed of sound and a little bit faster than that. But Bruce deduces he's finally run faster than the speed of light, so therefore he's tapped into that, um, to the timeline of the speed uh, force, the speed force that gets him into the way time moves, which yeah. is faster than the speed of light, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was really hoping for somebody to say, you know, like the speed force, and for someone to respond, "We're not calling it that." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, not that. Uh, um, yeah, back in the present, he talks to Bruce Wayne, who tells him. There could be unintended consequences from time travel. Uh, he meets up with Iris, uh, and they go to his place to have a beer. She apologizes for bringing up his dad, and at that point, Barry realizes that if his mom didn't forget the tomatoes, his dad could have been home and stopped the murder. The beer gag worked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the beer gag. Uh, that that <laughs> scene worked really well. I thought that was Well, worked. and she's, she's apologizing for using him. Yeah, you know, like that. At first, she was just reconnecting with him to get a good story on his dad. On on my second watch through, I thought to myself, this movie really just needed the court scene, the Iris West scene, her coming to apologize again, and then him traveling into the future. The whole Batman, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman it, chase oh, hospital thing just uh, stops this movie in its tracks. It's twenty minutes of runtime that was not necessary. Yeah, just yeah. more of Batman on the Bat cycle. And this is what one forty-four is the runtime. Two, two, like two hours yeah. twenty-two minutes. Yeah, it's a lot. It's long. It's a long film. Um, yeah. So, uh, he leaves Iris in his apartment, heads back to the day of Nora's death with the Speed Force, Chronosphere, blah blah blah. Puts the can of tomatoes in her cart so that his father does not leave the house. But while returning to the present, he gets knocked out of the speed force by another unknown interdimensional guy. Purple lightning instead of blue. Yes. What does it mean? Uh, he ends up in an alternate 2013 where Nora is alive. He has dinner with his parents. But then 2013, Barry arrives. Uh, he goes and contacts past Barry and they hang out. He tells him blah, 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 all the stuff. Um, and then he realizes that this is the day that he originally obtained his powers. He just um, sees the rain. He's like, oh, it's raining outside. What day is it? It never rains here in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, Iris foreshadowed this uh, when they were in the apartment. She was talking about how um, his mother's death inspired him to go into criminal forensics mm. um and so now in new 2013 his parents haven't died what is he majoring in in college yeah not forensics because he he's not at the current he's not interning at the crime lab yeah we don't know he could just be uh gen ed credits at this point yeah. still kind of young he's just in college 
Uh, He's just in college. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, in order to make sure he's past self gained superpowers, the two berries go to the Central City Police Department, where they reenact the events um, that uh, enforces 2013 Barry to position himself to be struck by lightning. However, they both end up getting struck by lightning, giving 2013 Barry powers, but taking regular Barry's powers away. It's just so funny. It doesn't matter, but just like, come on. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I mean, I understand. Like, I get. Yeah, I guess. It makes the lightning seem a little sentient. <laughs> it kind of does. Um, they go back to past Barry's apartment where past Barry plays around with his new powers, causing trouble. He causes a blackout in the city. Um, burns his clothes off because he's not, he doesn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. We get all the naked hijinks. Uh, he returns back to the apartment and falls asleep. Uh, Barry starts training past Barry. Um, and it's difficult. Uh, then, we see that Zod arrives on Earth. Um, I can't remember when we missed it, but I, I found it very humorous when Barry, uh, original, sorry, older Barry tries to run, and we just see him running like a normal person, exaggeratingly. Yeah. Uh, he's not running like a normal person. <laughs> no, he's running <laughs> the way that... Flopping yeah. his limbs no, around? He's running the way Flash runs, squeaky. but just slow. Low, like a kid playing the flash with his squeaky sneakers on a basketball court yeah. sound. I don't know. That was amusing. I was like, okay, that's genuinely good because he looks yeah. very perplexed and he's <laughs> trying to run. Yeah. And slamming himself against the wall, trying to phase through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's great. Um back at his apartment, we meet his roommates, um, his friends from the crime lab. Oh, um, he's trying to contact uh i think it was before we meet his roommates he's trying to contact the justice league but yeah like diana hasn't shown up yet victor stone isn't cyborg yet right um Um, thomas curry uh he calls thomas curry and aquaman was never born yep no arthur is his dog arthur's his dog (laughs) yeah uh Um, um and then we have the which i think is very very clever Especially because of the way the Hulk explained it in Endgame. But, you know, so like Bruce told him, we're going on the back to the future uh, principle of time travel, where if you go back, you can mess up the, the future. It doesn't create a new present. You've, and they illustrate that by having Eric Stoltz be Marty McFly. Mm-hmm. So they use the back to the future rules and the example of how that, I don't know. Very cleverly done. The example they use is Back to the Future. And I I looked up, I, on a whim, I looked up Eric Stoltz' uh, filmography. Um, he was in supposed I, to be. On IMDb, he was Marty McFly number three, uncredited. So he, wait, he, uncredited? There he was are, supposed it, to be. He was it, the original uh, Marty McFly. The, the, and it, he, they there shot are shots of, of him in the movie that made it into the final cut with him, yep. like back, back and shoulder. Yeah, you can oh, okay. the, on YouTube. You can see the entire mall sequence of him, yeah. him and Doc acting. Um, the entire mall sequence. Um, uh-huh. just Robert Zemeckis thought he wasn't doing it and fired him and hired on Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. It was so generally it agreed with the the cast and crew that he was being he was taking it 
too dramatically and not comedic enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, um, they had been working to get Michael J. Fox behind the scenes for a while. Michael J. Fox. Oh, yeah. He will opened up. He was doing some television thing. I forget. Yeah. Family ties. Family, family ties. ties. Family ties. Yeah. There was conflict, but they, he made it work. He worked like 20 six hour days. Yeah. yeah. Man. He, he like, said <laughs> he would get in the back of a van, leaving family ties and f- sleep in the van on the way to the set of Back to the Future. And just so another he, little awesome Jay Fox. Uh, he never, he didn't have a phone when he was starting out, so his phone was at the Pioneer Chicken Stand, and that's how he got family ties. Nice. <laughs> Somebody ran up to his apartment. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! So in this universe, Michael J. Fox was in Footloose, and uh-huh. Kevin Bacon was Maverick in Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Yep, I completely broke the universe. All reasonable shuffling. Yeah, completely. Yeah. So um, that he does learn, though, that uh, Batman still exists. Um, so they go to Wayne Manor, hoping to find Bruce. They get attacked by old long-haired Bruce. Uh, eventually, they placate him enough and end up having a spaghetti dinner, in which Bruce explains that it's that you can affect the past, too, prior to when you went to the past. So it's 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 a big messy squiggly bowl of pasta the timelines. It's not as simple as the Marvel ones because your events affect even the past past that before you went to them. I like that. Yeah, like and the it. inevitable intersections. Yeah. Um the the fulcrum idea of time travel. Mm-hmm. Right. That there's a point and then things versus branch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, the effects don't necessarily like ripple out, but you can step across the little connecting lines on the ripples. Right. It's crazy. Um, So, uh, Bruce uh, says he's retired and not interested in helping them. (laughs) Gotham's Gotham's one of the safest places in the country, safest cities to live in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In the world. Yeah. In the Uh, world. And it probably is in that point. But yeah, uh, the mansion's fallen into disarray. I loved, you, you know, I loved that this was the same kitchen he was in with Vicky Vale in the 1989 Batman. Yep. I thought about that as well. Yeah. Um, they actually, and then there's that trophy room of all the different warriors. Yeah. That uh, Robert Wall and Kim Basinger were in. Yes. You yes. see that room. Uh, so um, they, they go, uh, the berries go into the bat cave. Uh, older Barry searching for Superman on the Bat computer. We get the Batmobile reveal, which they never drive in the Batmobile, but they're like, well, we have to have it. This was one of those moments that I liked in this movie where he's doing the research and saying things like, yeah, yeah you know, he's got a back door to NASA, whatever. Like, Barry is a forensics thinking minded person, if you will. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, recall from the comics Barry Allen is supposed to be a genius level intellect. Uh, Not so in these movies. Yeah, no. I mean, eh. but um, so he uh, he's searching for Superman on the Bat computer while younger Barry just kind of explores the Bat cave. He finds the Joker, Joker laughing. I love bag. that it's a Bat computer, like it's Bat repellent, Bat shark spray, Bat shark repellent. Well, I loved that the uh, the kite he used was a bat kite. 
There was yeah. no reason Same. for the guy to be that's, bat. That's shaped. a beautiful little detail. Yeah. No, I loved I loved the bat things in the bat cave. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so he talks to Bruce on the intercom and convinces Bruce to return as Batman and help them find Kal-El. Uh, they locate a Kryptonium pod, which was reportedly discovered in Siberia. They fly there in the bat plane, which is not quite the same bat plane as in the movie, but uh, a, an updated version. Updated bat wing. The bat yeah. wing, yeah. Um, well, and it's a VTOL craft, too, yeah. so it takes off vertically. Yeah, it was. I, I, I want to say this about the Batman stuff because it's, it's Tim Burton's <laughs> Batman. It's that same Batman. Mm hmm. But there's like a cool, delicate balance of like, this is Batman after all of that. He's retired. So he reached some technological peak and then retired because yeah. Gotham is safe. But it's still like late 90s level of technology. Mm-hmm. And the prop people did an incredible job with the bat, like the interior of the Batwing in particular. I was like, this is like five, 10 years before the Nolan Batman. Mm. Like, it's not to that level of like modern boxiness yeah the, the way the ejector seats worked uh-huh. yeah in stages yeah yeah no all of all of the batman stuff the design that just i i really love it was batman. so exciting it was like that indiana jones feel of like oh we get another adventure mm-hmm. like we get another yeah. bat batman adventure yeah it was awesome. It was very exciting all the way through. And it was awesome seeing Michael Keaton be a badass Batman. Like, he still fights. He can still yep. be yeah. Batman. This is going to hurt. <laughs> right. Okay, Batman. Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, and, the, and the girl knows him because he says, I am Batman. Yeah. He's the same Batman. Oh, He's yeah. never changed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he says, You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. He does a few things. I hated phrases. that. I hated that line. It was a bad that's not a, a thing. That's not what Batman says. That's what Bruce Wayne says. Yeah, exactly. Not a Batman thing. Stupid for Batman to say that. So, Batman doesn't say shit like that. He just kills you on accident. <laughs> so so I, we're flying to Siberia. They fly to Sorry. Siberia in the bat plane. Um they they have to parachute down. They sneak into the facility. Uh, um, hijinks quick, with the Russians on the facility. Obviously, it was a symbol of Russian iconography, but it has the giant red star that Superman had in Superman Red Sun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This was there was a little bit of an homage to the Red Sun thing here. That's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah, like a red star is a communist symbol, a Russian symbol, but it made me think of that immediately. Like, what if he crashed in Russia? Yeah, which we, apparently she did. We already got through Barry Jr. running through uh, Central City, right? And yeah. catching on fire yeah. to that needle drop. Um, did, did we mention that that's an homage to Superman 2? The chaos in the streets? Oh, okay. Yeah, I hadn't thought it about was that. Camp, was it, I mean, like the you froze tr- for a second. What needle drop? Uh, so the, the We Are Young, whatever thing, where Barry Jr. is running through the streets and all his clothes are catching oh. on fire and it's fun. Um, but once he crashes, oh, all that's the, all right by Supergrass. The, yeah, yeah. The the truck spins over and like instruments fall out and people are falling over on the streets. It's just yeah. like that scene in Superman too. Okay, but everybody's getting blown scene. away. And yeah, the the roller skates and the, stuff. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The, I had the, Rube Go- the Rube Goldberg nature of the disaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. shit yeah. just right. keeps and it's noisy. Like huh. yeah. 
Yeah, I hadn't thought about any of that. That's interesting. This this movie made attempts to do like homages almost more so than Easter eggs. Yeah. Huh. Which is I thought neat. Yeah, definitely. But it still sucked at doing that. Yeah, no, it was still it was still ultimately a bad movie. Um so uh, nice anyways, they get in, they find that instead of Kalel, it's a girl. Barry decides they need to rescue her anyways. Uh, they make it out onto the roof of the facility, fight their way off. There was that homage to 89 Batman where he asks how much they weigh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. With the measuring tape and everything. I think you're a little more than 115. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, and and Barry being quick with the math. Being like, yeah, both of us are 180, you know, and she's got to be what, what I don't remember what he says. Yeah, but, but yeah, what does a super person weigh? They've got to be denser than us. I mean, because because he's he's not a big guy, so 180 that's probably on the high end for someone I mean, that size. Yeah, he's a lot bigger than he was in Justice League. <laughs> well, I, yes. I was I was surprised how much bigger they got in this movie. I was like, wow. He all def- right. they definitely worked out. Yeah, they, they definitely I mean, worked out for it. Um. So yeah, they 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 make it onto the roof and where they discover that the girl has Superman powers because she gets in the sun. And uh I loved how hardcore she went against the Russians. This was no Superman like disable them. She was murdering them. No, uh, she she's murdering her torturers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and she says or, that later, like she talks about being captive. Mm-hmm. That's her only experience of Earth. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't know why she should save uh, humans because humans have been nothing but bad to her. Um. So they get back to Gotham. She recovers her strength. Tells Passberry she was sent there to protect Kalel, but she lost him on the journey to Earth. She doesn't want to help humanity. Blah blah blah. They imprisoned her. Um. At this point, Bruce tries to help Barry get his powers back by recreating the original accident. Um, this is kind of a Frankenstein homage at this point. Yeah, it does, especially when she brings him up to the lightning storm. Yeah. But um, the log the logic is so dubious. So anyone could become the flash if they I know the logic of the whole movie is dubious, but you know, like you need- that's all it takes. The circumstances weren't, you know, like the electricity in the air, the temperature. No, no. You, know, you just need the same chemicals and lightning. And lightning. Yeah. You too I, could I, be a flash. I, I called this the Ben Frankenstein kite mechanism. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the Ben Frankenstein. Or would it be Ben Franklinstein? Franklinstein. Yeah. Franklin. yeah. You could like the uh, Abraham Lincoln bounty hunter and, or some vampire hunter. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> ben Franklinstein. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. I'll read it. Yeah. It's all you, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, she takes him up, um, gets him his powers back. Uh, past Barry makes a new flash suit out of a spare bat suit. And uh, at this point learns that his mom died in the timeline. Um, Cara- this is one of the, the, the cutting the, the earpieces off mm-hmm. the bat suit was one of the funniest little edits in this whole movie. Just stopping all this triumphant shit for. Yeah. It got me every time I watched it. Yeah, no, that was funny. Um, so uh, she decided humanity was worth saving, blah, blah, blah. Um, they go to fight Zod and the Zod squad. Uh, during the battle, Kara um, 
goes up against Zod personally and discovers that he intercepted Kal-El's escape pod and killed him as a baby. During a failed attempt to retrieve the Codex needed to repopulate the Kryptonian species, uh, he tells her the Codex is actually inside her, and uh, they fight. The berries fight. Batman fights. She dies when Zod kills her, obtaining the Codex, while Batman sacrifices himself in an unsuccessful attempt to destroy Zod's ship when his uh, uh, ejection seat stops working. I like the Kara twist. Kara twist. Yeah. I think it was cool. Yeah. Um, because it's it an alternate universe. Cool. And they and they are paired to each other, Superman and Supergirl. I, mm-hmm. I think that's great. Yeah. I is lo- she Superwoman or is she Supergirl? They don't say. I don't know. Yeah, they should be. They don't say. Yeah. Her Superwoman. I don't know. They just call her Kara. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, yeah. No, I loved everything with her. I loved everything with Michael Keaton. There was a really good 90 minute movie in the middle of this thing. Um, <laughs> I loved all the yeah. chronosphere stuff. It looked cheesy as fuck, but it plucked the right strings in me. I I watched seeing all those former Superman and Batman. I watched this with my friend who's not big on superhero movies, and we got to I forget where we were. They walked into the Batcave and they go, What the fuck was the beginning of this movie? Mm-hmm. Why did it start like right. that? We're in the Batcave yeah. and just like why didn't it just start like this? Right? Well, yeah. And I, it's funny because I made Jude watch it with me. And Jude was not wanting to see it. And it was like, well, he was like, I'll just look at my phone the whole time. And he yeah. didn't. He watched the whole thing. He was like. The kids at, are all right. Yeah. Yeah. At, it captivated me. At the beginning, he was like, wow, this is like it. He was just. uh wrapped with how terrible it was. And then by the middle, he was like, well, this is all much more fun than I thought it was going to be. Um, so but yeah, uh, it could have started way different. Just him saving a, a situation and then going into the father stuff. It could have been a, f- instead it's like a classic Batman opening. It was 20 minutes with all of the justice league. It could have been a five minute action sequence. It's 20 right. minutes of fucking brand synergy. Yep. That's, and it's like obviously brand synergy. And by the time it came out, the DCU was doomed. Mm-hmm. None of this made sense. It didn't matter. We didn't need it. They should have cut it. Yeah, it should. Yeah. It literally should not have made. It, there should have been a deleted scene that people wanted to buy the DVD or like we'll play it again in the movie theaters with the scene with Batman and Wonder Woman. If you guys come and see it this time. Mm-hmm. Well, it could have know. started with the same thing with the sandwich shop. And then he gets alerted by someone of, of having to rescue maybe a helicopter hanging off a building like the previous yeah, Superman movie. Like and yeah. then Barry has to take care of it. Not Barry has to go to Gotham. Barry has yeah. to help Batman fought, saw, capture a Batman villain. Yeah, I, yeah, I would love Batman esque chase to be used by Batman. You know, mm-hmm. like I need you right. to do this. Like getting Alfred the like weird third degree thing was a little weird to me too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So uh, Barry realizes that this sequence of events can't be changed, but 2013 Barry keeps trying. They keep going back in time to try to to stop it, save Batman and save Kara, but they keep dying. Um, Barry, 2013 Barry keeps going back and back, and he keeps getting more stuff stuck in him um, every time he goes. Well, that's semi-intentional because... Only the only thing that can really penetrate or hurt a Kryptonian is the material 
that's from Krypton. So yeah, he gets the one piece stuck in him at first and realizes he can cut. He kills Mistress Murder. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this is one of those sequences towards the end where I did not like how they did it. I like the fight. I like all that stuff. The time travel part of this is the weakest part of the climax of this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it, it, it became apart. It became too easy to do. It did. Like yeah. I would have bought it if it had been done like once or twice. Well, but it was I, honestly, like, if he keeps doing it into the future, like I, which I understand and all that, we should have seen. I, I honestly think we should have seen more instances of other Barry younger Barry Jr. running away, and mm-hmm. and him being like, you know, it's getting easier to do, mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, like, or I'm trying yeah. this this time. I I finally got the big guy to die before like and explain what he's doing as he comes back. And like, maybe change the environment to just reinforce that, like, every time you go back and do something, something's changed. So yeah. at one point, he could have returned, and maybe the sun was uh, yellow. No, it is yellow. Maybe the sun <laughs> was blue. or well, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. these environmental like, changes, it, it, it like doesn't have to be dramatic, but little he gets ripples. to pop in and out, and nothing's affected. Yeah. But, but in, yeah, but, exactly. But, but this whole thing, it was just shot. In in a green screen, yeah, in a desert, away with, from everything else well, that, that you would yeah. use. Well, that scale. too. But, but even even when he starts going back and back, we don't see all that. We just see regular Barry standing in the middle of the chronosphere in a completely CGI uh-huh. environment, and other Barry keeps just coming back over and over, hopping back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, I feel like that's a reshoot. <laughs> like, and nothing changes. He just 100%. keeps, you know, going back. But nothing changes, even though we had been taught that things do change. Yeah. So eventually the unknown speedster who originally knocked him out of the speed force returns. It's revealed to be old, old, old 2013 Barry. Old young Barry. Yeah. Old young Barry who still believes. Barry Jr. Yeah. He can defeat (laughs) Zod and save Batman and and Kara. Um, He gets mad when regular Barry reveals that he's going to reverse the changes he made to the timeline. He tries to kill old bear. Old Barry tries to kill regular Barry, but instead, well, and right, regular Barry tries to explain to young Barry that that's one of those inevitable intersections. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Kara has to die. There's nothing they can do about it. Exactly. Um, Your timeline is doomed. And it's interesting because Barry Jr. is falling in love with Kara. I think that's how they were like the subtext is that he's yeah. got like a huge crush on her. Exactly. Right. Just you like regular Barry does her. on Wonder Woman. He's into yeah. these strong women, but uh, yeah. So, um, he's uh, 2013. Barry ends up sacrificing himself to save regular Barry, and wipes his future self <laughs> out of the timeline. And then the lemon scented Barry comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, fights um, regular Barry. Yeah, Barry goes back to the supermarket where his mom forgot the canned tomatoes and changes it back. He talks to his mom, comes to terms with her death. But then at that moment, he realizes he can still affect the future. And he puts the tomato cans on a higher shelf, returns to the present. We find out he puts the tomato cans on a higher shelf when we see the video later. But, you know, Um, goes to his father's retrial where the video gets shown looking up while he grabs the tomatoes. The security camera sees his face. He is exonerated. Leaving the courtroom, Barry gets contacted by Batman, who arrives, and it's now George Clooney. So the timeline is still a little different. Yes. Just a little. It's even worse. (laughs) It's even worse, yeah. This is a timeline where Chris O'Donnell was Batman, or was Robin. 
That's true. Yeah. I love that it's like Homer, like going back and forth trying to correct his <laughs> right reality. The toaster? And then, uh, yeah, close but enough. then is the yes. Yeah, close enough. The, the they have tongues. the lizard tongues. Yeah. They, they eat with the tongue. Yeah, close, enough. close enough. Um, in a post-credits scene, he's just explaining the effects on a timeline to Arthur Curry, who is drunk, and it doesn't really do anything. I liked his nickname for him, Bro Sidon. Yeah. <laughs> that is clever. That is. Yeah. Jason Momoa is so charismatic, and even in that, I was like, dude, you're like shining light into a black hole here pal yeah it is. yeah um and all he's doing is rolling around in a puddle yes <laughs> uh th- that is the flash unanswered questions who killed no, his mom and why i have an answer uh, uh iris west because she was really wanting a story yeah that's true they never do explain who broke into their house so quickly killed it her was left. just it's a person. not barry allen right no, oh, it's no. just a person. It was just a Random just a attack. person who uh, dad's car wasn't there, so they thought the house was empty and broke in. And they were going to rob it on a random afternoon in the middle of the day while the neighborhood or, was full of neighbors. Or they were going to assault no. her, right? Or, I don't uh, know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, why was his mom an Italian immigrant? I mean, that's a perfect. Like, there are Italian immigrants who marry Americans, oh, but it was okay, a weirdly okay. specific choice. You know what? He was. She was represented as she was represented as either Mexican or Spanish in this. Yeah, I assumed it. She spoke Spanish. Oh, so she wasn't Italian? I thought because she was making pasta. Spanish, I'm pretty sure. Oh, see, maybe it was Italian, but but she's an Italian actress, as we found out. I was gonna say maybe she got killed Um, by the mob. Italian and Spanish are very, very close. Yeah, La Cosa Nostra. Yeah, it's it was it was just a weirdly specific choice that wasn't ex- didn't have a real reason. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. It was just weird. Um, so his dad was clearly wearing the same clothes and hat in the video. I believe that probably would have been enough for reasonable doubt for a lot of juries, even yeah. if they didn't see his face. Well, and also they're having the trial. How many years later? I, th- I got the idea. This like well, well, that's new evidence. It's an appeal. It's, like, it's yeah. It's an, got, an, oh, appeal. it's an appeal. That's right. Yeah, he got the unscramble. You can't be reading. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess if the DCEU continued in its current form, George Clooney would just be Batman now. If they had just hadn't rebooted. No, yes. I think that they would have done a Flashpoint arc where he comes back around, and the other universes are changed, and they're all. A little different. It could have been fun to have like Gal Gadot be slightly different, like an evil Wonder Woman or something. Oh, yeah, that would have been cool. You know, they they could have done a uh, Justice League Dark or something out of that. You know. Um. Any Glad final thoughts? Other unanswered questions? <laughs> uh, I, it's not really an unanswered question, but the fact that the like causality time travel happened inside the bowl, I thought was a cool choice. The fact that he mm. pushed himself out of the thing and then he killed himself in the thing. Yeah. And and that kind of closed those loops where if he had done that outside of it, they would have oh. just created ripples, you know? Right. I, but, I thought that was a neat a neat thing. But being in and the then when they died, the, the dome separated. They went back to normal because those effects were not 
permanent and lasting because they did not stick, you know? Yeah. It was cool. Those were choices that I thought made sense. I just wish the fucking time travel at the end had been more interesting. Yeah. Like you said, Josh, little those changes to show that it's doing something, that they're right. incurring a cost. And you, know? you can't tell us in the beginning that the slightest change alters many things and then just have them jump back and forth, jump back and forth to try to redo one thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, it has to it, mess with be, the timeline. It should be Groundhog Day. Mm -hmm. You should be creating a bowl of spaghetti. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think they... Based on the last time he went. So yeah. I went this time and I didn't save her, but Zod did this. So then the next time it has to be based on what Zod did that time yeah. and you change that. And so every time you come back, things are slightly different. They took pains to tell us that but then they treat yeah. it like you can just pop, pop in and out yeah wherever you need because that would have been that would have added some depth to it in this movie because the depth came from all the emotional stakes but like they the should, emotional stakes are taken over in the end they should have chopped off that opening action sequence and put that time into the time travel at the end yeah it, and it's if you're manipulating Kara, Kara and um, Zod then you could then you could possibly have done something to erase the fact that Cal was killed. Mm. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Bring Superman like back. if you yeah. keep going and messing with if you mess with what happens with Kara and Zod enough, that you would probably end up at a timeline where Zod You're didn't kill. Jiggling their timeline enough to throw it askew. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Right, changing the outcomes of their actions. I that would be really interesting to see him kind of pulling the casino lever of time right. travel. Yeah. That yes. would have been more that's exciting a good, that's than, a good metaphor, than, yeah. than what we got, which is just him groundhog daying and becoming better, but it's unattainable. I don't like that. Right. That's I don't dumb. like it either. It's like yeah. going back far enough to end up behind him. Yeah. Instead yeah. of in front of him. And it's like that doesn't have an effect on anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, and. Like how many years of that? Fifty years of him doing that over and over and over and over and over, right. and over, and over, and over again. You know, right? Like, yeah, it should have had effects. Those things should have. Our Flash should have been freaking out. Yeah, and how many times time, he's doing well, it? Yeah, and, and watching time slipping away, and he has to make a drastic choice of I'm going to go so far back in time. I'm going to fix the thing with my mom. I'm going to do all this shit. Fuck all of this. I'm out. Mm -hmm. You know, and then he got the guy dies, and he fixes it. Boom, done. I don't know. Frustrating. Very, very. So it was pretty cavalier. <laughs> They're using yeah. time travel. Yeah. So well, all right, guys. I think that's it for the Flash, which means it's time uh -huh. we rank it. <laughs> I mean, not the bottom, bottom. Maybe the middle somewhere. So I, the starting point I thought made a good place to go up or down. I thought was uh, Superman, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Or well, I think it's better than Shazam: Fury of the Gods. It's better than Black Adam. Yeah. Yeah, better than Shazam, too. Okay. <laughs> uh -huh. Is it better than Swamp Thing too? <laughs> mm. No. You're asking the wrong guy because you know my. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They had bubbling Kool-Aid vats. Yeah, Swamp Thing fucks. This thing does not. Yeah. Fuck. Tubers and let, whatnot. Let me tubers. <laughs> <laughs> and what have you? Uh, so let me put uh, it this way: this is our um, this 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 one is number. What number is this? This is a uh, 
This is number 166. So one. So that means that 83 is our exact middle. 83 will be our exact oh, middle when we put this in. So everything below 83 is the second half of our list. I say... I say either ahead of Fury of the Gods or right below Fury of the Gods. I think it was definitely better than Fury of the Gods, personally. I think so. Superman it had more, fa- Pryor, more right? fan service. Yeah, Superman 3 is great. He's drunk and he uh, freezes the whole lake instead of just Honest- blowing out a fire. Honestly, I kind of want to put this by Blade Trinity. I want to put this above Dawn of Justice, I think. I think I like Blade Trinity more than I like this movie. I did not. I thought Blade Trinity was (laughs) terrible. I like Blade Trinity too. Superhero movie. It's like a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah. (laughs) Superhero movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Al, what do you think? I like. I like putting it right below Return of Swamp Thing. Okay. Okay. That was my first choice. Yeah. Yeah. Above Shazam. Yep. Okay. The Swamp Thing wall holds. All right. <laughs> yep. Let's, it's always been our barometer in our heart. Let's do it. We will Swampy. put the Flash this is at a Swamp Thing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Swamp Thing podcast. Swamp Thing and Howard just... the Duck. They're our specialties. <laughs> uh, the Flash goes in at number 87. Right. Number 87, just below the middle point, which means, dear listeners, that this is our official end of season one of Harmless Phosphorescence. Wow. <laughs> uh, and I'm just... See you in 50 years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yep. what we're going to we do... We are caught up. Yep, we're caught up. Uh, Blue Beetle or so not counting. But um, anyways, <laughs> so we are going to be uh, switching up and going back and checking out some non-superhero comic book movies. And we're actually going to start with a very loose definition of a comic book, which we did agree upon this a uh, uh, couple months ago. Um, our first non-superhero comic movie is going to be Annie. <laughs> the <laughs> 1980s Annie. Oh, shit. Okay, I love that movie. Hey, yeah. It was a comic strip. Movie we did. We talked about this a few months ago, Brian. We all agreed on the list. <laughs> when are we getting a Calvin and Hobbes movie? God I mean, damn it. Never. Never. That's it's going to take ever. 50 years for yeah. Watterson's death, after Watterson's death. And he's still. Um, I'm sure he's going to bequeath the rights either to nobody or to some trust that will never allow yep. it. That's yeah. the reason why we don't have any Calvin and Hobbes anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Namely the Calvin pissing on things sticker. Yeah. Exactly. I'm I'm grateful for it. I'm glad there isn't more. Me too. Honestly, it I'm keeps fine. it it keeps it special. But, yeah. but it's going to happen. Someone will weasel uh, their way. But yeah, if we did Popeye, if we did Popeye, Annie, yeah, Makes Dick Tracy. Mind. Yeah. Flash. Well, yeah, well we yeah. So Annie, Annie is next week. Um and that's that's it. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on Harmless Phosphorescence. I'd like to thank you all, but, uh, you know, my ego's far too big to say thank you to someone else. It's all part of a persona to compensate for my childhood trauma. This has been your host, Thoreau Smiley. Damn it. Can you... Oh, Josh, are you back? You froze. Yeah, I froze. All right, we're doing the outro, so I just did mine, so I'm throwing to you now for the outro.
Okay. Um, I'm Josh Cece, and I wish I could go back in time just enough to fix whatever it was that just glitched me out of this. <laughs> You're muted, Brian. <laughs> this is great. This movie beeves. I still don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm Brian Lesh. I'm Alaric Weber, and I smell like a boot. <laughs> uh, glad we're on Zoom. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>